Hey, it's Jamie and Christine, and we're so excited to announce a very special Off the Gram event. On October 5th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Off the Gram podcast goes live, virtually, of course, for the ultimate pajama party, and you're invited. Join us for an intimate chat on mental health and resiliency with the one and only Ariana Huffington. Tickets are $45 and deliver not only a Zoom link to listen in live, but a super fun party in a box packed with luxe goodies and snacks to enjoy during the show. Your package will include products from Pip Snacks, One A Day Fruit Bites, Stem and Root, Maddie's, Red Bar, Soma Intimates, Neutrogena, Tommy Bahama, Bloom Honey Water, Undercover Snacks, Natalie's Juice, Bonded by the Burn, and Crossflow Yoga a package valued at almost $500. And the best part, 100% of ticket sale proceeds will go directly to Ronald McDonald House New York, a charity that allows families to stay near when their children are sick and need them most. Head over to offthegram.eventbrite.com to get your tickets. Once your order is processed, we'll email you for your mailing address to send you your box of fun. This will be a night of pampered wellness and community brought to you in the way only off the Gram camp. And so we want to move into a kinder world, right? Where we relate to each other, we have better relationships. Why are animals left out of that? Why are, you know, we love our dogs. But how are they any different than pigs and cows and other animals on this planet? So for me, you know, it's about all of that. Welcome back to Off the Gram, the show where we bring you straight into the trenches with us to help you live your best life, channel your inner girl boss, and navigate the ever-changing landscapes of wellness and social media. Hey, guys. Hi. Hey, guys. So today we're so excited to welcome... My good friend, Jackie Reed. Jackie is an Emmy Award winner, multimedia maven. On television, she's pulling double duty for NBC, hosting two lifestyle shows, New York Live in New York City, where she and I met years ago doing our fun fashion and beauty segments, and The Hub today in Boston. Both shows give audiences a fresh dose of celebrity news and interviews, as well as the very best these cities have to offer in fashion, food, and fun. Jackie can also be seen reporting on entertainment and celebs as part of NBC's red carpet team and in the studios for breaking entertainment news. Podcasting is also one of her passions. Jackie co-hosts the Read This, Read That podcast, along with fellow journalist and dear friend Joy Reed of MSNBC's The Read Out. As a vegan, Jackie also hosts the Vegan Sexy Cool podcast, which is a lifestyle brand as well. It includes a website, vegansexycool.com, a YouTube channel, and a committed social media community, which links eating vegan, wellness, and social justice for both people and animals. As a graduate of Clark Atlanta University and Northwestern University, Jackie began her career in local news and quickly made her way to the national stage as an anchor for CNN Headline News. Jackie is a member of the National Association of Black Journalists, the Christian Culture Center Church in Brooklyn, and the New York alumni chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority, Inc., she also served on various boards, including Black Girls Rock and the Black and Missing Foundation. And we're so excited to have her join us today. Welcome, Jackie. How are you? Oh, thank you. What an introduction. I love that. 
So guys, we always start off, of course, with our little weekly catch-up topic. And we kind of had a fun one today. Everybody's been like dealing with, you know, being stuck in the house and everyone's, well, a lot of people have put on a couple of pounds and we've all been talking about how to get it off. So it got us thinking back in our lives. And I know a lot of us have come up through a lot of crazy diet trends and fads. So I was curious, guys, what are some of the craziest things we've all done ever to lose weight? And I know that there's, there was one recently, Heidi, right? That like really had you laughing. Oh yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I had been gifted very generously an infrared sauna blanket. I just thought it was like a fun thing. And I actually used it after my two-year-old rammed his ride-on motorcycle into my Achilles and it blew up. And I was worried I wasn't going to be able to walk the next day. Um, And it like miraculously healed my Achilles, which is mind-blowing to me. But I kept reading and Googling the benefits because I'm a non-believer in everything Mm -hmm. until it proves to me that it works. (laughs) Um, And I kept Googling and every website was like, you can burn up to 600 calories in a 60 minute session in an infrared sauna. And I'm like, who believes that you can lie down and do nothing and burn 600 calories? I have I friends who believe it. Get it. I have friends who believe it. I'm not going to say who because I don't want to like embarrass them. But yeah, I have friends who believe it. I mean, like I came up in the time when like we were all on like the cabbage soup diet and we were eating nothing but brown rice. Or like, I remember loading my plate with like, carbs or snack well cookies because you know back in the 90s right we all thought that like as long as there's no fat in it even if it's like every preservative and nine thousand like gummy bears right you're like oh my god they're yes. fat free i'm gonna like, say i forgot about snack wells. Snack wells. oh my god right and then we were all just like diabetic <laughs> i did that that lemon cayenne pepper <sighs> maple syrup yes i did diet. that you know, I would, my sister and I did it together. And when I tell you, I gained so more weight than I lost. You know, the weight came off, but it's all water weight, right? Mm-hmm. And then the minute you go back to eating anything like lettuce, it just comes right back on you. And I gained way more weight than I was before I started that diet. So after that was my last bad diet. I was like, I'm not doing it anymore. I would say juice cleanses too, or something that like very similar to what you're saying. When I would do them, yeah, of course you're going to lose weight if you stop eating for three days. But then I would, as soon as I put something like actually back in my diet that was actual food, my stomach, like, yeah, you basically lose the ability to digest after not eating for a couple of days, right? I remember thinking um, olive oil or oil was so bad for me. And that meanwhile, it's so good for you. Like now I want to drink it, but it's just, it it was so bad. And I was like, no, we would go to holidays and my mom would like, like we'd bring a dish. And I remember it was crazy. I would say, mom, can you prepare our dish without like a separate one for Christine and for my sister and myself with no olive oil? And she's like, you're insane. You're crazy. Like olive oil is good for you. And we're Italian. Like you need olive oil. Well, how about the fact that like Atkins basically like begat keto and I don't know, do you, how do you guys feel about keto? My husband lost like 30 pounds on keto. Um, but I, now he's like keto light. He just doesn't eat a ton of carbs. And because I have celiac disease and there's not a ton of carbs in the Murphy house anyway, um, that's been an effective diet for him, but he's not like doing that. Mm-hmm. Am I in ketosis? Let me lick a strip. He's not quite doing that. Um, but in the early days, I mean, he was completely carbon sugar free. Um, but really, like we all know that sugar is evil anyway. So any kind of diet that kind of takes sugar out of the equation is probably pretty smart. 
No, I was just going to say the keto diets have been scientifically proven in like the, a massive worldwide study spanning decades to reduce your lifespan. I was so going to say, because there's also everything keto in moderation. flu, and I actually had a friend, my friend Woody, who was out living on Palm Springs, he suddenly died. Um, and the keto flu is a thing. Like you can get very wow. sick from overdoing what keto. Is keto flu. It basically, when you're in ketosis, it can be you can you can literally you'll. It's like what a diabetic go. It's like almost like being in in like a diabetic coma. They try to avoid ketosis, and right. if you're on the ketogenic diet, you're trying to get to ketosis. I mean, I guess anything and everything in moderation. But I think it's the same thing as Atkins, right? Like, yes, cutting sugar, good. Eating instead a steak with butter on it. Bad, yeah, but like right. you know, people just don't get it. They yeah. they want they want people an need easy answer. guardrails or like rules. People, but they need to make a lifestyle change. It doesn't need to be this quick get it done, you know, so I can get into this dress or get ready for my wedding or whatever. It needs to be a lifestyle change. You need to change the way you live your life. It's healthier for you. I mean, we all know gaining weight fast is not good for you. Losing weight fast is not good for you. It's just not healthy. Also, quarantine is not good for you. <laughs> I was well, yeah, say, on all levels, like, I mean, I'm definitely up like a solid six pounds. I'm not sure what I'm doing or not doing differently, but... Well, you look awesome in your bikinis on Instagram, Megan. I was going to say, you look good, man. But I think this is, let's talk lifestyle. I think, Heidi, this is a a good opportunity for us. Yeah, I mean, because obviously, Jackie, I'm also vegan, but, um, and we all dabbled, you know, here and there. Um, But, and I was telling like a funny story about my father-in-law who was an orthopedic um, surgeon and I was the first vegan he met, but I was like a walking skeleton at the time. Um, and he called me in the middle of the day one day because a vegan came into his office and she was fat and he like blew his mind because he thought all vegans were like walking skeletons. <laughs> it was so funny. And I'm like, no, there's deep no, you can vegan be, too. You can be a, a very unhealthy vegan and be overweight you know what I mean? All of those things. Just because you decide not to consume animal products, you know, as, as meals, doesn't mean you eat a healthy diet. I mean, totally. Potato, the potato chips are vegan. You know right. I mean? And so is oil. So there you go. Which yeah. I feel like this so is, is great- falafel. When I was in college, I like listened to the dead and was vegan for a hot second. And I just ate a lot of falafel and I was not thin. Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the topic. What is veganism? Is it an expensive diet? a trendy way of life for earthy, healthy people. Does being vegan mean I have to give away all of my favorite designer handbags and shoes made of leather? Can I still be a part-time vegan or vegan-ish and get some of the benefits? Why does it seem like there's so much dislike for this movement? There's so many studies around plant-based whole food diets yielding higher immune systems, but where do vegans get their protein? Can they get enough calcium? It seems like there are just so many questions surrounding this topic, but one thing that we do know is that there are so many health benefits to having a plant-based diet. A few major ones that we hear about, it can significantly reduce heart disease, type 2 diabetes, obesity, and certain cancers. So today, Jackie is chatting with us about what caused her to become a full-fledged vegan and why this lifestyle has become so popular for some and how to live a healthier, kinder more fulfilling life while having a whole lot of fun. Let's talk. (laughs) All that. All of that. Yes. 
I mean, I, you know, I became a vegan. I'm, I'm still new to it. I mean, it's only been two and a half years for me, but I'm all in. I mean, I love it. There's no looking back. And I'm not just, I don't just eat vegan. I am a full vegan and I'm a fashionista. Christina. I mean, you know, I love the bags, the shoes and everything. So, did and you donate all-, all the stuff you already had? Uh, some of it, some of it had to sell because it, it cost me money, you know, <laughs> the Louis Vuitton bags and things like that. No, I'm not selling. I'm not giving that away. Um, <laughs> some things I gave away, some things I'm selling still, still in the process of, of that, um, of getting rid of, but I won't, you know, because I am, um, you know, I hate to consider myself a, a, a public person person but you know because I'm on television and and all of those things I think I'm a I'm a role model um to people when it comes to certain things that I do and so I try not to wear um any leather any suede any animal products you know fur things like that you know if if it was a gift from someone you mm-hmm. know and so it has sentimental value to me then I I keep those things those things I have not given away but I don't wear them a lot and when we do our yeah. segments too, I know that we try to throw a few. Um, I know to the beauty world. You know, you we can find fashion items, we can find shoes and bags, and a lot of the okay. beauty products. And it's it is. I mean, you could speak more to this, but it's it's becoming more popular to find that because it it was harder in, in the beginning, it, wasn't it? Yeah, it was harder in the beginning, but even since I've done it in the past two and a half years, there've been a number of resources um, and businesses popping up, right. That sell vegan items, particularly in fashion. I mean, um, Stella McCartney was the go-to for a long time, but her stuff, wow. Fabulous. Expensive. Stella McCartney. It's so expensive, right? I have, I have her shoes. I have the bags, but you know, sometimes I just go to eBay and find her stuff or the real, the real, real. You know, and and get her stuff, which, and that's where I look for a lot of uh, vegan things as well. Um, Because it's also about sustainability, right? It's also just not, and and I had to have a wake up call with myself, but veganism will do that to you. You know what I mean? It opens the doors to, it makes you, for me, it was about um, animal cruelty. That's why I started. But then I started paying more attention to the environment. And what was going on with the impact of plastic and what's happening in the rainforest, you know, why I need to stop consuming palm oil. Do you know what I mean? And just all the waste that's out there that I need to start composting and things like that. You start paying attention to and social justice issues as well. Food deserts in um, certain uh, urban areas where all they have is fast food. They don't even have access to a Whole Foods or any kind of fresh fruits and vegetables. And, you know, and and there's just so much tied to social justice and veganism. So for me, you know, when I first started Vegan Sexy Cool, it was just really about a lifestyle brand. Let me show some fashion. Let me, you know, have some great food. Let me have fun. But it has expanded into much more than that. That's wonderful. You know, I think it's so cool also. It's funny, like, you know, I, I think Heidi was asking in the in the topic intro, like, why is there so much dislike for the movement? And it's funny, she was telling a story about, you know, her father-in-law and like, I, my family, I mean, my family the other day, literally, we had like a my big fat Greek wedding moment where I was like, I was, ex- I just moved into a new house and I was explaining the uh, grill that we got. And I was like, well, we don't really need anything heavy duty yet. We don't eat meat. So we just kind of are cooking vegetables and tofu. My mom was like, but you eat fish, right? And chicken. And I was like, 
uh, no, I don't eat meat. So, and she just like wasn't wrapping her head around it. And I think some think it's like an age barrier. They were just raised in a more meat and potatoes kind of time. But like my husband's 60 and he was actually the impetus for me going plant-based. And he is so mindful. The other day he was drinking oat milk instead of almond milk. And I was like, why are you doing that? You know, there's a little more sugar, a little more calories. He goes, Hey, do you have any idea the environmental impact of almond milk production versus oat milk? And I was, and I said, no, I never considered it. And he's from a different time. So it's really just about making a commitment to be aware. And as long as you open your eyes and you're, and I always say like Google's available to everyone. You know what I mean? But people don't want to see it. People yeah, they don't, don't right? Want, no. They want to ignore the fact. It's just like when those uh, animal commercials come, the dog commercials with dogs in shelters, what does everybody you turn the channel, turn it down. You go, you don't want to see it. You don't want to know the violence that happens for a steak to end up in front of you. The violence that happens for you to have ice cream or butter or a glass of milk. You know, we don't want to think about that. We don't want to think about what happens before our food ends up on our plate, not just with the animals, but the workers who have to kill these animals and abuse these animals. They suffer tremendous emotional trauma. But for so many of them, it's about, you know, it's a lot of people who can't afford to work anywhere else, which is a whole other issue. And so, you know, it's just, you know, the Google's there, but who's, who wants to know? Most people are like, ah, la, 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 la. I don't want to know about it. I don't want to know. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist, but it is, it is extremely heartbreaking. The cruelty that happens for you to have ice cream and to know now, you know, because it wasn't five years ago or, or 10 years ago, but now the, the quality of vegan food that's out there, the vegan ice cream, you don't want almond milk. There's oat milk. There's cashew milk. There's a, you, there's Macadam- Yeah, impossible bird. So it's really about, and in in this age that we're in, right, where we're dealing with uh, racism and there's this awakening, right, that racism exists. You know, black people for a long time it was a problem, but now everybody's like, oh my God, this is happening. You know, and and so we want to move into a kinder world, right, where we relate to each other, we have better relationships. Why are animals left out of that? Why are, you know, we love our dogs. But how are they any different than pigs and cows and, you know, and and other animals on this planet? So for me, you know, it's about all of that. And it's about, you know, people really being brave enough because that's what it was for me. I was like, you know what? Let me do a deep dive and let me just see what factory farming is. Mm. Let me look and see what's happening to get milk from cows. Let me see what's happening to, uh, you know, for what's happening with these male baby cows to create veal. You know, what is foie You know what mm. I mean? What's happening to these ducks? Mm. You know what I mean? And when you think about the, like, who wants to, to be a part of that? It's also people trying to, they think they have to be all or nothing. You know what I mean? Like they think it's too complicated. It's too expensive. It's too, you know, it's too involved. And then they're being lazy really, because you're not, like you said, you can do a little bit of research and start small, have to keep at it and you have to look into it and learn and do the work. You have to do the work. Otherwise it's like anything else. You can just turn and look the other way. Jackie, was it like one moment, one story, one image of an animal that like really set this in motion for you? Like what was the impetus? 
Yeah, because I've always been an animal lover since I was a kid, right? My mother is an animal lover. I got it from her. I love animals. I wanted to be a veterinarian uh, when I was younger, but somehow I landed in journalism. (laughs) But um, so I've always loved animals, but I just never made the connection, right? And then one day I was on Facebook and there was this ad on Facebook and it was a a black woman um, and she was... You know, it was just some some ad and she was walking down the street and these animal activists handed her a pamphlet about animal cruelty. And she was just like, "Eh," you know, but it it kind of sparked something in her. So she like went home and she started doing some research and she started hearing conversations like you see her at a party with her friends. And they're talking about, you know, eating animals and it's not a big deal. And so she started like leaning into the conversations, which was what happened. And then at the end of the video, you see her out there with the activist handing out a pamphlet. And so I don't know what it was about this ad on Facebook that just spoke to me. And I said, you know what? That's it. Um, Because I had already stopped eating. I had already become a pescatarian, right? Mm -hmm. But I was still doing dairy. And so I said, you know what? That's it. I'm doing a cold turkey. And, uh, And I just did. It was just... You know, I let myself do the research. I let myself look into what was really happening. And what I what I learned in that ad on Facebook was that you can save 200 animals a year by going vegan. Me, myself, I can save 200 animals. That's and for amazing. me, it became more important for those animals. If I could save 200 animals every year, right, um, then that makes a difference to me. You know, That's just a staggering saving- statistic. It is, but it's just like, just by making that choice, you know, James Cameron, the filmmaker, his wife has an organization called, I think, One Meal a Day. Oprah interviewed her recently for it. And by eating one vegan meal a day, like one plant-based meal a day, the animals that you can save, the agriculture you can save, how you can help the environment, the water that is saved just by you eating one vegan meal a day. Listen, I don't have kids, right? But I am still concerned about the planet that I will leave behind. I want to leave it better than when I got here. And it's like, when you look at what the hell, you know, um, the Game Changers movie, and you look at you really look at what's going on. It's not like people are lying to you. The facts are there for you. But it's like, what are you willing to give up for the sake of this planet and for this world, you know, to be a better place? You know, well, there- as a black woman, I get it. Because it's like, I, there, there's so much cruelty in the world that happens to my race. So I get it. You know what I mean? So I want people to be more compassionate. I want people to think outside of their own picket fence and look beyond, you know, their kid's private school or their, their neighborhood and look at what's going on in the rest of the world. And to me, when it comes to animals, that's what I think people should do. You know, just take a look at what's going on outside of the happiness that you have in your bubble. Because there's a whole world out here. I just want to cut in tidy real quick and just say that, like, but people are lying to you. Um, like the dairy farmers of America, the meat farmers of America, there's a lot of lying that does happen. So, yeah. and while the truth is also out there, it is silenced and pushed down by those unions. So, 
I will also say I've noticed a shift during the pandemic where it's like, hey, listen, I'm all about people right now. Lives matter. All of a sudden there's plastic straws everywhere. Nobody cares about the turtles. So I'm curious if as practicing vegans, you're you're getting more flack or you're feeling more heat during this pandemic because I'm telling you, straws are everywhere and it seems like people care less about animals because people matter so much. Yeah, I mean, I... I haven't gotten any flack for it because of it. And I, you know, and I'm just so in this, what, like I go to, when I go and pick up food for date night, my, my boyfriend and I, every Friday, you know, we go to New York, you know, to Manhattan and we'll pick up something. We go to vegan restaurants. And What's your favorite? They're, oh my God. That's <laughs> a tough question. I would have to say Urban Vegan Kitchen, Red Bamboo. <gasps> Red Bamboo is my all time Red Bamboo favorite. is crazy. You guys, not healthy, but amazing. It's not healthy. It's not. It it is like it's like once a month, if that. But they're fried shrimp, and they're not. But it will blow your mind how much it tastes like shrimp. The consistency and everything. It's bananas. That just reminds me. The first time I ate there, I like almost. I don't yell, but like I almost yelled at the waiter. I was convinced it was real chicken. Right. I was like, this is not vegan. I am a vegan. And they were like, dude, the whole restaurant is vegan. And I was convinced that it couldn't possibly taste this much like chicken. But Jackie, you said your boyfriend's vegan with you. Did that make the transition to going meat-free, animal-free easier? Are you guys a big support system for each other? Well, he is not vegan. Oh. (laughs) Well, listen. He's vegan with you. (laughs) Since the pandemic, he has... Like, I'm not kissing you unless you go vegan. I cook. I grocery shop. So he is vegan now. And he's very open to it. Like, that's one of the things that I love about him. And we get along so well because he's really open to it. You know, when we first started dating, I wasn't vegan, right? So I transitioned to vegan while we were in this, while we've been in this relationship. And so at first he was like, you know, we're going to restaurants and there's that whole thing. I know you can relate to when you go to restaurants and you're that girl, right? Uh-huh. You're the only vegan at the table. And it's like, um, it tastes like it has butter in it. <laughs> when you go to non-vegan restaurants and you're like, um, is it possible to, you know, does to, to, to that cheese, you know, you, you, but you have to be bold in it. And you have to just kind of stand your ground when you go to non-vegan restaurants. But for my boyfriend, it was a process for him. He was like, okay, we're doing this. So he would find vegan restaurants and say, hey, let's go. Let's try this restaurant. And this was before we were living together. And then now that we are living get together and I'm here, once the pandemic happened, you know, I'm cooking all the food. And he'll say, I'm not vegan, <laughs> but... I, you know, he just doesn't like labels, right. but he has, I mean, you should see him. He, well, that's a thing too. And he looks great. Since, and, you know, even and he could be healthy too. You can, you could, I'd love you to talk to touch on this. Like you can do this and not miss what you had before being a vegan. You can be healthy. You can get the protein, the calcium, the, okay. all of it, but perfect example. He probably doesn't even realize it and he's slowly becoming vegan-ish or whatever he wants to call it. And it's it's not really changing his health or anything in a bad way. It's if, if anything, it's helping him, right? Oh, he's he's healthier than he's ever been. Yeah. I mean, you should see him. It's just like he is his health. Like I, he was like, he asked me this morning, he's like, can you make me a sandwich for lunch today? And it's like, he was talking about when, when his office, when they started going back to work, he was like, I don't know how I'm going to keep this vegan thing up because the restaurants in my area that I was like, you should just take your lunch. And so he takes his lunch 
And he's like, he's so into it, but he doesn't want to be labeled as a vegan. I'm like, which by the way, I think is fine. Heidi and I had this conversation. We were on vacation together and I was saying like, sometimes I struggle because I consider myself plant. Well, now I, I mean, I don't eat meat or dairy. So, but I was like, I'm more plant forward. You know, I, I don't like, I have things that are leather, this, that, the other, I don't want to put a stake in the ground either way. I just do what I do. And is, is there a problem with that? Like, I think it's okay to just eat how you want to eat and you don't have to pick a label. And, you know, quite frankly, I have little kids. Our kids eat 90% vegan. My husband loves to recipe experiment and come up with things and like repurpose recipes and ingredients for them. We use this thing called just eggs for our eggs. I you love just oh, so right? the folded I ones. I made my first oh, frittata. So good. It was so the, I made a frittata with vegan feta cheese. It was so, and asparagus. It was so mm. delicious. They do know they have a folded version now that you can put in a toaster. Oh, yes. nice. It's crazy. So we love that. And, um, but also like if my kids are at like a birthday party and they're serving pizza, I also don't want them to freak out. Like that's, but that's my, but that's my choice. Heidi's yeah. kids, for instance, are full vegan. And by the way, when we, when we went on vacation together, my husband and I were so impressed because like my, my kid was still munching on like chicken nuggets because we're at a hotel and Heidi's kids are like such sophisticated eaters. They're like, <laughs> and we have some of the like, asparagus and those cannellini, whatever those beans are. And I was like, I do not need the beans. But like, you you know, it's all in what you choose. And I don't know that there needs to be such labels, right? Like you, oh, I broke my vegan thing. Now I, now I blew it. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, being a vegan is because it, it, it symbolizes that I am in support of animals' rights, right? And for me, if, if you are not doing it across the board, you're eating plant-based, right? Mm-hmm. Being a vegan right, means right, right, right. I don't consume or I don't participate in the abuse of animals in any way. Do you have honey? No. Cause that's, I feel like that's a question I get all the time because there are plenty of vegan restaurants that have honey, for example, oh. I don't yeah. have to list it, but there are plenty of vegan restaurants that do have honey in many dishes. And so, so they always call them ask, vegans. are you a they strict are, vegan? There are vegans. <laughs> they call them vegans if you have the beets. Yeah, because people are like, well, it's a bee, you know, that's not that bad. If Can I'm- you guys explain to our listeners why um, wh- why the harvesting of honey, uh, like just explain that? So, because people might not realize why that would be a bad thing to consume. It's because it can be abusive to the bees. Um, and it's, you know, like, think about how there have been stories about, um, you know, colonies of bees being wiped out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, a bu- it's, it's controlling bees as, a, as opposed to letting them just kind of live their natural lives out, right? They're not and meant to need bees. bees for the world to and exist. And need bees for the environment, you know? So it's holding them in captivity um, and, and abusing them, which is why they are dying out. I mean, and you need, our planet needs bees the environment we need the bees Mm -hmm. so it's like you just gotta you 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 just gotta manage it better but a lot of people are like yeah i like the taste of honey there's so many options out there jackie what's a day in your diet like because i am a carnivore i want to walk me through a day i want to see how hungry i would be (laughs) you wouldn't be hungry megan (laughs) okay let me let me take you through a weekend because on the most days during the week because I'm so busy, I don't have time for a breakfast breakfast, right? So a lot of times I'll make a smoothie or I'll have 
uh, a vegan yogurt with some granola, some berries, um, and I'll put some nuts on top of it so I can get, you know, some protein in that meal. I'm very mindful of including protein. Even when I make a shake, um, I'll add spirulina. I have protein powder that I add in there, so I make sure that I get my protein in every meal. Um, so when I don't do that on the weekends, like uh, last weekend, I made an omelet with spinach and mushrooms and peppers. Um, and just egg, not real eggs. I mean, with just egg, with just egg. <laughs> Which is made of mung bean, by the way. No, with it's mung not bean. like chemicals. It has a lot of protein in it. Very safe for you. Very good. No soy if, you're, if that's your thing. I made grits. And um, I made um, vegan sausage, the Beyond sausages, the spicy Italian, the hot spicy Italian, delicious. So I had a full Southern breakfast, right? Full Southern breakfast on Saturday. Sunday, I made vegan waffles with mm-hmm. more of the sausage, the different sausages that I have where I take this sausage patty that you squeeze out. You remember how like you squeeze it out and you can mm-hmm. add, make a patty? Mm-hmm. I take that and I add other spices to it because what they have on the shelf is not that great. And I like my own spices. I put my own little mix on it. So I had that and full-blown waffles. Weekend before that, I had French toast. So that's breakfast, right? Take the just egg, add a little bourbon to it, a little oat milk, a little vanilla, cinnamon, dip the bread in there. I like bourbon. I okay. You'll have no idea that it's not eggs. No idea. No idea. So that'll be... Let's say that was um, breakfast. For lunch today, I had some leftover chili that I made with um, uh, impossible uh, meat. And uh-huh. I like impossible meat instead of Beyond Meat because it, Beyond Meat has such an, a flavor to it that to me it's better in like a barbecue or something mm-hmm. like that. But if you cook it separately, the flavor won't bleed into it. So I had chili. Last night, I made these corn and crab meat um, with, with – um, what is it? Not jackfruit, but uh, palm. I can't think of it. But anyway, I made these corn and oh, like hearts of palm. Dumpl- yeah, hearts of palm. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I made uh, dumplings with that and some sautéed broccoli and brown rice. You know, put some soy sauce on it. Had a little sweet sauce on the these side. These are such varied recipes. I love it. There's so much. There's so. I mean, it, it's just come on. My my boyfriend before the pandemic. Every once in a while, he would be like, I'm going to meet the boys. We're going to go have a steak. I'm going to a steak. I have gone with him since I've been vegan to a steak restaurant. You know, but now he he is so, and my boyfriend's an ex-football player. Like, he's a big guy. So for him, food is, and he's a foodie. He likes good food, good wine. You know, he's a man's man. You know, and people think that a man's man's got to have steak and burger and all that kind of stuff. He is so satisfied you know, with the food that he's eating on a regular basis, I'm always like making extra, like, do you want, you know, you want seconds or thirds? And he's like, you know, yeah, let me get some more. And sometimes he's like, you know, no, I'm full. I'm so full. You know, I made my own, um, Alfredo sauce out of cashews and some other things. Mm. Cashews are the best for cleaning. We do a lot of cashew cheese in our house for the kids, mac and cheese. Oh, let me tell you, you, you won't be frosting. Oh yeah. Get me started. There's so many great food options out there. Anything that you love to eat, you can eat as a vegan, a vegan version of it. Even if you like steak, you know what I mean? You can, if, if you find the right recipe. I mean, I had these barbecue, Korean barbecue ribs that were vegan. Um, that this guy, yeah, girl, I <laughs> 
Oh, they were delicious. That's amazing. I think you need to have a cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, I am no chef, but I, I will find a recipe. I do purple carrot. Yeah, um, that's great. Purple uh, carrot's uh, awesome. Which is the best. You know what I mean? You know it's plant-based. It's delicious food, and you get so much variety. Yeah, you know, it's, it's those magic eggs. Was, like, where do you get those? That's like a Whole Foods kind of process. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. they don't, I don't think they have them at Stop and Shop. I'm just saying. Uh, they do. They yes. did. They're they're really expanding. Um, they're actually doing like a whole ad campaign with two chains right now. Um, they're like wow. really going after this. Um, cool. And they're really expanding where you can buy them. And they've also halved the cost. They literally took the cost and halved it. Oh, that's incredible. And yeah, because it was like eight dollars before for something like you know seven eggs or whatever, and now it's three ninety nine. Well, Jackie, what do you, do you find that that's a perfect point um, for my question? Do you find that it is, so many people think it's more expensive or it's harder to find or it's just not accessible is, and you know, it is in certain stores, but it's expanding. Like, like we said, are you finding that there's a lot more accessibility? Definitely. It's expanding like wildfire. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, I was just about to say there's a grocery store. I think it's GTFO. Um, <laughs> uh, that's vegan. And you can order from them. And within two days, you'll get anything that you order, just egg and possible meat. Like you can go online, order it, and they deliver across. Wow. The We're going to need that link, please, Jackie. Yes. I, I, yeah. I, have to, I, I, I think it's GTFO. It's like get the F out or something. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's all they, the links. We'll put them yes, all in. They deliver everywhere. And then, yeah, you do, do have to get creative with your shopping. You have to go to Trader Joe's. You have to go to Whole Foods. But then, like, you know, we have Acme near here, which is, you know, like a, a Kroger or, or, you know, which is from the South where I grew up. But it's just like a, your basic grocery store, but a nice grocery store with fresh produce. I would say any place that has really good fresh produce in it, is going to have a section with vegan food and is going to have great things that you can choose from. I think it's also important to point out that there are so many cuisines that have so many vegan options that you that just don't label them as vegan. You know, kind of like we were talking about those weight loss trends. Like, yes, gummy bears have always been fat free. That doesn't make them healthy. Um, Like Indian. Uh, Middle Eastern, there are Moroccan, like there are so many cuisines that have so many dishes that are vegan by nature. Yeah. Um, And if you just go to the, you know, there's always like an, I'm doing air quotes, ethnic aisle in the grocery stores, like a stop and shop or anything. And you can find a lot of vegan products not labeled, you know, like they're not like, there's no sign above them that says vegan, but they're vegan. And listen, you know, and, and that's so true. Ethiopian food is another one. Oh, um, so good. A lot of vegan dishes. And so you'll go to these restaurants or you'll cook these recipes and you'll realize there's no animal products. There's no meat. There's no dairy. But, but think about this when you think about the cost. You're not, what's the most expensive thing you get when you go to the store when you're a carnivore? Meat. Yeah. So you take that out of the cart. You're saving so much money um, to buy these other things. Yeah. That's really true. Beans and rice don't cost a lot of money. Let's be real. Vegetables and fruit and, and, and grains and, you know, legumes and beans and all that stuff is not expensive. It is when you get into the processed vegan foods, right? Yeah. That's what becomes expensive. Sure. And that's what people also really are very vocal about being against. Yes. Like, I don't want to eat a fake burger. I want to eat a real burger. Because mm-hmm. you just find, by the way, like, we, my, we eat yeah. vegan in my house. We do not eat Impossible Burgers, any of that. That's not my jam. However, we have on our fridge 
a very simple chart that, again, I found through the Google. It was not through any fancy book or anything that I knew about that was fancy. That is just, it gives you a simple breakdown of like, okay, like if you want, um, it takes this much of like this type of grain or these types of beans to get this much calcium or this much protein. It's a simple kind of chart yeah. for, vegan, yeah. for people that want to eat vegan, just to make sure you're getting all of your nutritional elements. So I actually don't use like any of the pretend meat. It's just because I don't care for it. My kids eat like soy chicken nuggets and stuff, but we, we tend to eat more whole foods and we get our protein from that. And I was telling the story the other day, I think it just bears repeating uh, my hubby and I are very, you know, we love to work out. And so we often like look at each other's kind of bodies and say, oh, you know, you know, your butt's looking a little better. Even, I can see you've been doing this or you need to do a little, a couple more glute bridges, honey. You're sagging. <laughs> and uh, he lots of confidence in that relationship. Yeah, Serious well, goals. You know, we like to, we like to really like look at our bodies and, and pay attention to what we're working out. And my husband asked me a, a very honest question and we look for honesty and transparency when we're when we're doing these kind of evaluations and he was like you know how does my body look as compared to last year and I was saying you look incredible you look you know better than you did probably when you were 18 however I will say your, your arms are a little bit smaller I'm going to be honest and he's a big muscle guy no no no. but but he was asking me honestly he and he'd asked me that question he goes are my arms a little smaller I said your arms look great. Probably they're circumference-wise a little bit smaller than they were last year. And I thought I was going to really hit his ego, but I was trying to like be... And he looked at me and he said, yeah, but I'm going to live longer for you and the boys. And, and that was his answer. Because because of going vegan, He there there's a possibility that for him, he's getting a little bit different, a little less protein and maybe... But he's leaner. And overall... It is undeniable that he is going to extend his life for for our family. And at the end of the day, like I like animals, like I like my dog. But for me, the push would really be anti-cancer properties and benefits and and overall health benefits from giving up meat. Um, Like that would probably be my driving force. And I love the concept, but I also like steak and I need to get over it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me me tell you about a story that I did. uh, right when I, I I decided to become vegan, I did this story on this woman who has um, she and her husband have this uh, health facility in Alabama, this small town in Alabama, and she teaches people in this poor community how to eat plant based and reverse things like diabetes, um, heart disease, hypertension, and cancer. She herself is a 20-plus year breast cancer survivor. And when she was diagnosed years ago, they gave her two to five years to live. And the many things that she did, she went to this holistic facility in North Georgia, and they switched her to a plant-based diet. They also did like water therapy, um, vitamin D therapy, like some other things too. But she went plant-based. She opted not to do chemo, even though her oncologist highly recommended it, wanted her to do radiation and stem cell. She would not do the stem cell. She said she did radiation for like two treatments. And then she said it just, it made her feel so bad. She didn't want to do it. She is thriving as a breast cancer survivor. And my thing is, listen, you may love a steak, love a burger, all that. How do you want to age? You know what I mean? Do you want to have chronic health issues? Because it's proven veganism is going to, you eat vegan, you are going to live longer. You are going to be healthier, right? So it's like, 
I don't want to be someone. Let me tell you a story. I, before I was a runner for years, and I, I say was, I, I'm back into running, but I was having knee issues, went to physical therapy. It was still an issue. And I was like, you know what? I guess this is going to be my life. Pain, getting in and out of the car, couldn't wear high heels. Christine, that was a problem. Couldn't wear high heels comfortably. You know, it was like walking upstairs. It was uncomfortable. And I was like, you know, I'm not an old woman, but I'm like, I was really like, this is going to be my life. I went vegan. That inflammation, right, left my body. I am back running I do not have knee pain. So it's like back pain, knee pain, arthritis, all that stuff. It's all inflammation. So how do you want to live your life? Running is hard on the joint. I mean, I'm a runner, as you know. And to hear, I didn't realize you had that that pain just go away like that. It and went away. That's it, I mean, it was like, I didn't even, like, it wasn't like that. It was like, but with well, a month, it, I, I didn't even real. I was walking upstairs and I had gotten so comfortable with that pain. Yeah. It was just a part of me, right? I had accepted it. I was going to be this chronic, have this chronic knee pain. And now mm-hmm. it's gone. You know, I have uh-huh. bunions on my feet, which when I would put, you know, I was so cute, right? Bunions. But when I would put my shoes on, when I would put heels on, it would hurt my feet just for a minute. I'd have to let my feet adjust gone. And my feet were swollen. The bunions were, that's where that pain comes from yeah. with the bunions. It's inflammation, dairy. It's, it, it, it causes mm-hmm. no inflammatory. Yeah. I, I, I did the exact same thing by the way. And I used to say that by the end of the day, I looked pregnant Every day, I had that much bloating and gastrointestinal distress, and I wanted to crawl. I used to work in PR, and I wanted to crawl under my desk for the second half of the day and just go to sleep. Like, I, I felt like I needed to go home from work every day. My belly just bothered me, and I wasn't eating anything crazy, by the way, just like a salad with a bunch of chicken on it or whatever, and all of my inflammation went away. I literally have zero bloat and have never had any of that again. And it just, and that's, I, I often joke I'm an accidental vegan because I went plant-based and all of this good stuff happened. And I was like, well, screw that. I'm never going back. Like I, I never, I never meant to be uh, completely, I don't want to say vegan, but plant, you know, plant-based, but um, I'll never go back now because of the benefits So this is Heidi talking. And when I was in my very early 20s, I went to a doctor when I had first moved to New York for like a regular checkup. And he was like, your cholesterol is through the roof. And I was like, really? Like no one in my family has high cholesterol. Like it's so bizarre. And he said, you know, do you eat dairy? And I, Jackie, I was born allergic to dairy. So mm. I said, no, <laughs> he said, do you eat a lot of meat? And I was, I said, well, I grew up in a household that ate a lot of meat. And he said, okay, well, I think we should really think about putting you on some medications to manage your cholesterol. Wow. And a lot of things happened. And I just accidentally became vegan too at the time. <laughs> and, um, and I went, and then I, then it was purposeful. And I went the next doctor visit where he wanted to check my cholesterol and give me these like crazy statins or whatever they do for cholesterol. Like they're really heavy duty medicines that somebody in their early twenties has no business yeah. being on. Yeah. And um, my cholesterol was low. Wow. After six months of being plant-based and who knows how quickly it lowered. But all I know is I went from somebody who he was very worried about 
and wanted to prescribe multiple heavy-duty medications because of my cholesterol levels to six months of veganism and having low cholesterol. Yeah. I think people have a problem with vegans. Um, You know, I talked about how people just can't stand vegans and they're so like, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to listen to you. I think it's because they feel like vegans, a lot of us are very passionate about it. Like I'm very passionate about, like I want everybody to be vegan. I realize that people have to get there on their own, get there on their own, or they may not, it may not be for them. I get that. But when I get an opportunity to talk about it, I'm very passionate about it because it's like knowing that you have something that can make people's lives better Right. So you want everybody to to do it. So, you know, I am passionate about it, but I think that vegans often, and you know, vegans are different. We're not all the same. I think that some vegans, like all of us will get a bad rap because there are some who are so uh, passionate about it. Like some people in PETA, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Who, who may, you know, you know, throw blood on a fur jacket or something like that. I mean, I don't think they do those things anymore, but there are some people that are so extreme and so passionate about it. And so I think there's this feeling that vegans think they're better than everybody else. Um, You know, that that kind of thing that we're doing better. I'm eating better. I'm living better. I'm, you know, I'm better than you. And I think for people, I think that leaves a bad taste in the mouth of a lot of people who might be thinking about it, but are like, I'm not giving up my meat. You know, I, you know, I'm not doing it because I think it just, if, I think it can be a turnoff because they feel like we think that we're better than everybody else. That's so interesting that you say that, Jackie. This is Heidi because before I had my twins five years ago, I had time to be a yoga writer for Shape Magazine and a vegan recipe creator for them. So once a month I would create vegan recipes and it would be, you know, five to seven of them. There would be breakfast ones. There would be, you know, like all the different boyfriend approved vegan recipes, all the things. Um, And every single time that they would post them online where people can comment back, it was as if I was telling them they were horrible parents and didn't deserve to have children. That's the way they reacted in comments. And it always blew my mind and I didn't ever understand it. So you saying that there's the perception that vegans feel that they are in some ways superior, that makes a little more sense. That's super fascinating and something that never, as somebody who's been vegan for more than 15 years, had never thought about. Because people get so angry and it's like, what are you so angry? Like, they're so like, like you with those hateful comments. And so it's hateful. Like, what is this all about? And I think people feel judged. Mm-hmm. I think people who eat meat and you know what I mean? They, they feel like we're, ju- we're just, because we exist, we are judging you. We are mm-hmm. saying, how dare you eat meat? You know what I mean? To your face. And it's like, listen, I'm not going to say that to somebody's face. I do wish that everybody would, you know, just because I care about animals so much, I wish people would make the choice, but you got to live your life, man. You got to, you got to do what's best for you. Like I've been out to restaurants, like I said, not lately, but with my, when we were going out to restaurants, my boyfriend would order a steak. He would order, you know, animal products. And I, I had to adjust to that at first. It was like, you know, but I had to adjust to that. And so I'm like, listen, I don't try to tell him how to live his life. Fortunately, you know, he's, he eats mostly plant-based and that makes me really happy because I know that he's going to be healthier and he's going to be around longer and he's taking care of himself. But if he were to go out and eat a burger, you know, once the pandemic was over, I would not lose my mind. That's his choice to make. He's got it. That's his journey. 
Amen. It's almost nice that you're letting them figure it out themselves. It's like, like you said, like when it's not pushed on people, yeah. they almost come to it more easily and they, they realize it themselves and how all the benefits on their own. I have to say the more that Jamie and I together talk to people and cause both of us were sort of accidental vegans, more and more people are. And it's, it's, it's almost as if they somehow ate vegan for a little while for whatever reason felt so good and then discovered why it's so important and then become passionate about the animal ethical reasons or the environmental reasons or the health reasons. Um, but it's, it's super interesting because it really does seem like if people have the opportunity to try veganism, very few go back because they feel so good. Yeah. And people don't want to feel like I was saying before, they don't want to feel judged. You don't want to feel, it's not just that I'm healthier than you, but I, you know, I, I truly love animals, right? I am truly an animal lover. You know, you can't be because you eat animals. And it's like that. I think there's a guilt that people who eat um, animals and, and just consume them. In different, I think there's a guilt that they feel and they don't want to confront that, right? They don't want to hear, you know, I'm not a true animal lover. Do you know what I mean? They don't want to hear that, that they are uh, participating in the abuse of animals, that they're participating. They don't want to confront that. That's a part of it too. And it's not to make anybody feel bad, but when you talk about vegan, if I'm here talking about my love for animals and that's what made me go vegan, then automatically if somebody who consumes animals doesn't feel the same, they're going to feel like, oh my God, then what does that make me? Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think there's a lot of emotion tied to that. And that's why I think people get so angry towards vegans and don't like us. There's that. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's look, yeah, there's a lot of topics here. And, and I also just want to say, I want to kind of wrap with this. Like we're not, I'm not here personally to condemn anyone else's lifestyle, but I am glad that we can have this conversation because I think like, I would prefer to come to it in the vein of like, no one else is doing it wrong, but I think a couple of us on this on this podcast today have found that that being plant based works for us and has made us feel a lot better. You know, in addition to contextually speaking, you know, with our, our ethical views on animals. So, you know, and there's nothing wrong with like you know, Christine. I, I don't. I think you eat what fish? I, I, yeah, yeah, you eat fish. And Megan, you you love your meat and like that. You love your bacon, Megan. People can do. I mean, I'm not do gonna you. Lie. We did have one, one episode where Megan got read the business by a doctor. She was because like, of my bacon. because of the bacon. The and here's the thing, like, I applaud you all. And when and my dad was dying of cancer, he went, you know, completely plant-based, completely sugar-free. And I absolutely saw the benefits. I absolutely know that I would feel better, do better, be better without meat. I will also be very honest raising three kids during a pandemic, I'm hanging on by a thread. And so like, <laughs> I'm going to eat steak for a while. You know, I mean, that's just my reality right now. I, like, I can't do any more or change anything else. We're I think all, all bets are off right now. I think everyone's Yeah. It's, it's, you know, we're all coping the, the best that we can right now, you know, with everything that's going on, not just yeah. the pandemic, but like I said, the, the racial awakening of the country. It's a lot. Oh. It's a, it's a lot, a lot. It's a lot. It's well, so much. It's so much. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we love you, girl. We love you, Jackie. Mm-hmm. And thank you for coming and talking to us about this today. We, we love what you're all about. 
we love we love getting to like just have you know your vibe in our in our space today. It was really fun, Jackie. I'm gonna need to know where that pillow is from behind I, you with your do initials. You know that I've been I'm obsessed with pillow. it. Oh the my gosh, my initials are the gold. The ones my the JR the initials. Yeah, the initials. Oh, let me tell you, I got it from Christine from somebody who came on New York Live. Oh. I, I track it down. It was just like we get all these wonderful like gifts. <laughs> Like, but I love it so much. If you email us where that's from, please. I'll find out. I'll find out. It's, it's a monogram <laughs> pillow with her initials. And it looks like flippy. Is it flippy? Sparkly? No. The, the gold pillow, the one next to it mm-hmm. is, but that one is not. Okay. See, I have a 10-year-old, so flippy is life. Uh, we have them too, Megan. My, my son's all about it. Five all right, so we're going to wrap up with our lightning round, and I'm going to ask you three quick questions. All right, you ready? Me? You. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Ready? Morning or evening workout? Morning. And what is your favorite workout? Running. Yay. <sighs> Me too. And uh, what's our last question? Coffee, tea, or matcha? Tea. All right. I love it. Right. Okay. The very last segment is called Karma Call. <laughs> Megan says it way better, but I'm the yogi, so I will explain that karma is the Sanskrit word for action. So we ask all of our amazing, inspiring guests, what is one actionable item, like one small thing that would make a giant impact in a life or the world? It can be drinking water every morning. Um, I would say find a oh, – you know what? Here's, here's what you do. Go to the website, theroot.com, and the, res- the website, shadowandact.com, two websites that focus on news from an African-American perspective. And I would say add to your reading list of information that you take in, follow them on social media, you know, so that there's stories come in your feed, and just look at the information that, you know, lean into something that's outside of your, your comfort level or outside of your normal day-to-day, and maybe, and just take that in as you do CNN and all other types of, of news sources, the root.com and shadow and act.com shadow and act is an entertainment website. And the root.com is a news website that is focused on African-American news. It's run by the Washington post though, but it's great, great story. That's amazing. And we'll definitely link those in the show notes too. That was great. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for being here thank with us, you girl. For you thank you for inviting me. I had yes. so much fun. Thank and you. thank you to everybody at home for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode of Off the Gram. We are everywhere that you consume podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on the gram at Off the Gram Podcast. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.